Luke, you would agree that this next topic that we're talking about, not many people talk about it within cricket circles, do they? No, the, uh, I think, I believe you're talking about the mental side of cricket. So yes, I am. There is, there's, a, you know, I think it's becoming more and more pronounced uh, these days, the ability to be able to tap into the mental uh, side of players uh, yep. to uh, increase their performance because, you know, Cricket is played in the head. Yes, the it day. is. If it's um, um, it's all in the heads. You can, you know, between deliveries as a batter or bowler, you can think of anything in the world and you know try and plan what you're going to do. And you know, most cricketers have the ability to execute, but it's what we want to execute is the um, big thing that coaches are trying to tap into these days in how what players are thinking about between balls and how yep. they're approaching their games. Absolutely. As you touched on the cotter, it's played in the head. Um, and I like these two sayings that I've, that many people would have heard of, but I really like these sayings. It's played above the shoulders cricket. Mm. And the other saying is 90% of cricket is mental. 10% is skill. We often focus on the 10% rather than the 90%, but it's very important to work on the both sides of the game. Isn't it cotter? Yeah, I think so. And to be able to work on them um, efficiently is really important and effectively. Um, sometimes you can get into mental health programs that may hinder um, players. Yep. But yeah, definitely the ability to understand from a coaching perspective how your players think um, is really important to understand how they're going to play. Yeah, Because uh, how we think is what we think about will turn into what our actions and emotions and feelings are. So everything mental side is huge, especially in cricket when it's a team Absolutely. sport, but at the same time, it's not because it's individuality so many, about cricket. Yes. There's All so many the individual ones in a game of cricket. Yeah. That's right. Um, it's an important skill to master. And if you're a young player coming through, for example, here in Australia with the various pathway systems, um, it's important to have that side of your game under control because if you want to play for Australia, for example, you've got to have great resilience, toughness in particular, um, to deal from the, the failures and the setbacks that you will have in your pathway to get to the top. It's very important to master the skill. Some players are better at it than others, but you can get better at it but it's an important skill. Wouldn't you agree, Luke, for young mm. players in particular to master early on? Yeah, definitely. To be able to have mental resilience um, is huge because the amount of times that, you know, you're going to drop a catch and that could lose you the game. You're going to uh, get bowled um, or caught in an important time of the match and that's yep. you can feel terrible about that which yeah. is entirely understandable i've been there but it's yeah and that's fine haven't we all haven't we all been there we've all we've dropped a catch we've all got bold yeah and to be able to like that can affect you for a short period of time like obviously as a batter you're out you're out so yeah. um but you you can't let it affect you going forward you gotta yeah. figure out where i went wrong how i can be better yeah i played Absolutely. a crap shot I deserve to. I deserve to get out to that. It was a good yep. ball. Um, how can I 
better uh, nullify the bowler in future so mm. this doesn't happen again. That entire resilience and being able to bounce back is very, very important. Um, and if you can't, then, um, or if you're currently unable to, then it's going to be really hard for you to be successful. Absolutely, it is. <clears throat> and often, all players have different ways of approaching the mental side. I, for one, have a different routine of how to go about it. I'm sure, Luke, you have as well over your long career playing cricket. Mm -hmm. um, and many people listening to this podcast would have. But what we're trying to do in this discussion here is make you think about it more in depth and obviously getting you to think about how can I better improve my mental state in the game of cricket? Because the game of cricket is unpredictable. Anything you plan in cricket never goes to plan. Isn't that right, Luke? Yeah, it's, it doesn't go to plan. There's so many variables out there. That's right. And it's very, very rare for everything to go the way you want it to go. Absolutely. I'm sure this season, being the coach, you would have pulled your hair out a lot of times this season with the team at <laughs> some games throughout this season. I know you would have. Yeah. I'd very interested to hear some of the stories that the players are going to probably share at presentation night about me because um, I, I just worry the entire time. Um, sort of like Justin Langer does. Yeah, man, I sit there and probably probably go against my own advice and I look at every single individual moment in a game and think, yeah. how could that have been done better? Um, and get caught on the little things rather than big picture. But um, That's right. It's, yeah, it's, it's a tough well, one. Well, something must have worked because we, yeah. those at home, uh, the team won the premiership this year for the first time in 10, 11 years. Yeah, I think it was 11 years since an A-grade premiership, so... It's uh, been a been that a was a big coming. moment for the club, obviously. It was it was a very big, uh, very big moment for the club. Uh, it was good to see so many past players um, around on the day and in the lead up to him. I think you know, there was the team performed really well throughout the season and were able to be resilient in times of you know where the season probably did hang by a wire or our yep. ability to get the home semi final and stay top of the ladder. Um, yeah, I think it's probably summed up. Our season was summed up in our first game. I think we got bowled out for sixty odd yeah. on what was really a, you know, it wasn't that bad of a pitch to play yeah. on. Um, but then we went out and bowled the other team out for fifty nine. I think in the past we would have, you know, sort of rolled over. Yeah. And be overwhelmed by yeah. the minimal uh, runs we had to defend. Yeah. So absolutely. I think. And, I, and I did, huge, yeah, go on, sorry. Yep. There's been a huge change in players' mindset um, this season in terms of what can be achieved. And, you know, we're not the most talented side out there. We were probably one of the better bowling teams in the competition yep. this year. Yep. Um, but, you know, we had everyone played their role and executed their role and remained, were able to, you know, be resilient to, you know, improve week in week out yeah that, that's right did you notice a big change from this season compared to last season and even seasons before that the team's mentality as you said changed dramatically this season compared to other seasons yeah i think we oh with the introduction of um like we haven't had a designated coach in the past we've probably had past players um come through and provide that mentoring role 
Um, so myself as being a player predominantly the last five seasons at the club um, compared to this year where I was coach and player. Yeah. I think there was feedback I got from players that that was, there was more of a professional mindset in how we yep. operated. Yeah. Um, and I think that flowed through to our performances in games in that people were like, you know, we've prepared really well. We have yep. um, seen success in trainings and in prior games. And yep. the mindset was positive. And I think even when there was times that players were having a bit of a rut in their own performance, they were still seeing success at training and yep. in positive conversations with each other. Um, yep. We were able to support. And I think the big thing was we were having, I think we've had more fun this year than what we have in prior seasons. Yeah, I sort of noticed that as well. The team were a bit um, enjoying their cricket. Yeah. But also balancing that with focusing and concentrating on the job and the end goal, which was the premiership in the end. But I noticed there was a, a happier atmosphere and environment, friendly environment around the club. Yeah, it, that's 100%. Um, it's probably a been a mixture of a lot of us players having gone through some and prior to I got here, prior to myself joining this club there was you know the club was in you know dire straits um, yep. both on and off the field um, yep. and I think in the last four or five seasons the team has been a bit more settled yep. probably the last two or three seasons the team's been more settled in terms of players and same people being at the club and supporting um, and having that community support as well, I think we've gelled better as a team and come through to this season, which I think it all just sort of, you know, we all knew, know each other really well. We're good mates off the field as we are on the field. Yep. Um, but we do have high expectations of each other. Yep. Whilst, you know, not being, full, not being serious all the time. Yep. And that's very important as well. At the end of the day, have fun when you play cricket. A lot of people mm. can take it seriously and put pressure on themselves, but have fun. It's a wonderful game to play. You know, this game has given me so much joy. And I think with you, Luke, some joy as well throughout the years you've been playing the game as well. And that's very important. Just have fun. Yeah, it is. I think the players that you see perform well are those who are playing with a sense of freedom. Yeah. Um, and they're just enjoying the game for what it is. They know at any point in time they could get a roofing ball as a batter yeah. and get out or, you know, they get a roofing ball and they won't get out. So they know that yeah. um, if they just enjoy and play how they want to play from a batting perspective, they'll, they generally see more success. And I guess as a bowler, um, I've experienced, I know when I'm more relaxed and more yeah. in a positive mindset, my performance greatly outweighs what my performance is when I'm having a bit of a shocking day. So yeah, um, being able to, you know, relax, take a step back, reflect, and to enjoy what you're doing yeah. is, yeah, it's critical to, critical to success in my opinion. Absolutely it is. And, and um, what we're trying to, to discuss in this topic, because this is a topic that I feel very passionate about. You know, I'm a great lover of the game. And this is probably my favourite part of the game is the mental battle. The mental battle, mm. I should say. 
between you as the bowler or the batsman or vice versa. Um, this game of cricket will always challenge you. You will always come up with challenges in this game. Embrace challenges uh, because if you experience those challenges, they'll make you as a, a better cricketer going forward. Isn't that right, Luke? Embrace yeah. challenges and learn from them. Without challenge, there's no growth because if you're always in your, you know, in your comfort zone, yeah. you're not going to improve as a player. Um, you need to put yourself in challenging positions. Um, sometimes that's not your choice. You have to go out, you know, with ten runs to get in, you know, an over or two, and yeah. only a wicket left. Oh, I was in that position a couple of times. Um, yeah, myself, and you know. I got really peed off with myself sometimes when I got out. Yeah. Thought I let the team down. I grew from those moments. Yeah. Um, some strong feedback from my from my teammates and players yeah. in terms of how I acted. So I think being challenged and putting yourself in a challenging situation is yeah, it's pivotal to being able to grow as a player and as a person and being able to be resilient yeah. to be able to improve your skill uh, when yeah. performing under pressure. Um, and also being learn, learning to be relaxed when yeah. being challenged. Because if we're not relaxed, we don't have clear thoughts. Yep. And we won't be able to um, execute our skills to the best of our ability if we're, un, if we're stressed when we're yep. under pressure rather than being relaxed under pressure. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, everything you just said there is absolutely true. And we need... To be challenged, as you said, Luke, we need to be challenged in this game because you need to have the mentality and the mindset of getting better each day. Go to mm. training, get better. Uh, work hard, work your backside off. That's what I do at training. Uh, yep. You've probably seen me do it, Luke. You know, bowl, you know, over after over in the nets until I can't bowl anymore. You know, and yep. train hard in the field as well and do a bit of batting as well. You know, give it 100%. You know, not 90%, give it 100% like you did in, like you would do in a game. And that's yeah, very important as well, Luke, to, to work hard. It is. Working hard um, is very important. I'd probably had uh, myself, I've probably experienced a better season this year because I put in the hard yards early on. Um, yeah. I was able to taper off towards the end of the season in terms of just managing my body and making sure that I am fit and well to perform later on in the season yeah um but yeah it is it's even if like towards the end of the season i was only bowling 12 balls at in the nets at full yeah. pace um because that's all my body could do but i was bowling those 12 balls yeah. with purpose and with a plan yeah. in mind um and that's as much as your body can handle really is to be yeah. able to work hard and train hard for that yeah. period Absolutely. of time but then put your mind onto something else and be able to work just as hard on that yeah. um, in the lead up to your games. And whether that's, you know, working hard on a plan to bowl to a batsman or yeah. working hard on a um, batting technique that doesn't yeah. need to be trained hard. It just needs to be um, practiced rigorous, rigorously yeah. and over and over. So I think, yeah, being able to work hard or work I like to call it working or playing smarter is yeah. do what is best for you but do yep. it well yep. and yeah so I think being able to play smarter rather than 
harder is definitely something that's important for teams, whether that's amateurs or professionals, is yep. to think more about your cricket rather than just relying on your skill alone. And that's that old saying, isn't it? Talent beat hard, beats hard work, doesn't it? Yeah, you can have all the talent definitely. in the world, but if you don't work hard, it's you know you're not going to achieve anything or succeed. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah when you're at training, train hard, but be smart about it. Don't overthink. Don't waste it. time. Look, exactly. Don't waste time. Don't overthink or waste time, and yeah. uh, work on one thing at a time, and that might take you two months to get right. But yeah. just work on one thing and just focus on that. Yeah, I've sort of, and um, obviously, it, it's important for players who are listening to this podcast. What we mean by not wasting time is don't go to training and slack off. You know, use your time wisely. And one of them, obviously, for those at home, I'm an umpire. And I was reading one of these umpiring resources. And it said about training. It said, use your time wisely at training. If you're an umpire or a player, it works both ways. It's uh, transferable. Um, but work on a particular skill. Don't try and cram everything in at once at training. Isn't that right, Luke? It's very important yeah. not to cram everything in. Just focus no, on isn't. one thing. I think from what I've spoken about with the players this year, um, or someone in particular, like one was struggling with a short ball. Um, yeah. And came down to it wasn't necessarily the skill it was necessarily it was more so the uh mental approach to the short ball or it was just to you know let's just expose ourselves to it and we'll just work on this throughout the whole season and if it means you don't play a pool shot until a semi-final or the last round then that's fine but it's just yeah. one thing that we work on everything else will still be there because you're going to be practicing that without thinking yeah but it's just being mindful of what you are um consciously training to do, like, yeah. I know there'd be some times of training where I'd bowl, I'd, fo I'd focus on a slow ball and yeah. how that's being released and feeling how that comes out of my hand yeah. and whether it's worth it. I think I only bowled that slow ball twice towards the back end of the season when I was comfortable with it. Yeah, and it was something that I'd worked on, you know, for a good three months prior. And were they executed well on game day? No, but yeah. it just comes down to just can just one thing because yeah. I didn't. I didn't bother trying to teach myself anything else new as a bowler this year. And yep. with the batters, it was just executing their role and yep. focusing on things that they could do better to execute that role better. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's about the old saying that we always say in cricket, don't overcomplicate it. Keep no. it simple in terms of batting technique, bowling, fielding, whatever you do, even umpiring, keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it because if you add too many stuff to your technique, your mind's clouded, isn't it, Luke? Yeah, definitely is. You, you start to overthink because you're worrying about five things at once rather than as a batter, worrying about the ball that's coming towards you. Yep. Um, as a bowler, worrying about where you want to put the ball. Yeah. It's the one thing that you need to focus on uh, each delivery. And mm. you're not trying to think about, oh, you know, where's my front arm in this delivery? What is yep. my front foot clawing its way back into its heel. No, that's not what you need to focus on on game day. It's one thing at a time at training. Yeah. And then game day, it's just, you know, focusing on each delivery that you bowl. Um, yeah. Having a general plan for the for the over, but, uh, or overs that you're going to bowl. But just, yeah, 
just focus on the ball you're going to bowl. And as an umpire, I guess, you know, I can't speak from experience, but I dare say your focus is on each delivery. Yep. And looking out for, you know, two things really. Yep. Where the bowler's front foot is and where the ball goes. So that's right. Yes. That's and essentially um, what you're looking for. That's exactly right. And any young tip, it's not only about playing the game, but also umpires who are listening. My advice is to really keep it simple. And a lot of umpires can overcomplicate. Even the international umpires keep it simple. All right. The international umpires have the luxury of technology and DRS now, but at lower levels, like where I play, um, you have to really work on your craft because umpiring is a craft and it takes years of years of practice. You know, I've spoken to many umpires on advice and they've given me great advice. And it's very important, Luke, to seek advice and seek help because that can help you in your game as well as a player yeah, and an umpire. It does, definitely. Like being able to seek advice from a uh, probably... In the past, I probably looked for advice from a lot of different people, and it does give you a lot of different perspectives and things to work on. But it can over over, um, you know, probably dilute the information that you were getting. Whereas, yeah. probably more recently, I've gone to just one person in particular to speak about my game, and it's a lot more concentrated. The person's more invested, yeah. and you have a great understanding because of the relationship you build with that person. So you, you have that rapport with that person. Do you? Yeah, exactly. And they get to understand you better so it can give you more uh, focused advice and yeah. suggestions, whether that's on your game or whether that's on your, um, how you approach the game. Absolutely. And also watch a game of cricket. You learn a lot from watching a single game of cricket, do you, Luke? Yeah, definitely. Oh, just from watching professional games of cricket, yeah. you can taking quite a fair bit um and it's always good i you know sometimes it's good just to watch to enjoy and take a bit from it afterwards yeah but you know there's young kids these days watching professionals play and trying to emulate yeah how they play the game um into their own you know training sessions and saturday morning or sunday morning games so yeah there's definitely a lot to take from it but also to have that one person that you can speak to is probably really really important and obviously that someone you can trust and who knows you um, forever, essentially, and knows yeah. how you play and can work out a few things. It's like with the international players, they have a mentor or coach back in their younger days, club cricket or something. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin Peterson, for example, went back to his coach in South Africa or something. Um, in Graham Ford, it was. I was mm-hmm. hearing him say this in, in an interview, he said, he, and he said, his coach said, you know what you're not doing? You're not, you, you know, you're not batting with your hands. You know, there was something wrong with Kevin mm. Peterson's hands and his hands weren't in the right position. And after seeing his coach, he got his hands in the right position and, you know, he scored runs after that. So it's about going back to that mentor that you trust and who understands you from a young age, like Kevin Peterson did when he went to South Africa to see Graham Ford, you're talking about his hands. That It's very important, isn't it, Cotter, to to go and seek help from those guys and you can learn a lot from yeah it is and most speaking to them. most international players have a mentor from their junior days whether that's a family member or a junior coach that they've uh, continued yep. to work with throughout their um playing career 
Uh, I know uh, Nathan Lyon, he had a batting coach for a period of time. Uh, yep. I think it was an Ashes series where he went through not out for, yep. I think it was nine innings in a row, and he'd just been working on his batting side of the game yep. privately with his own um, brother. mentor. Yeah, I think, I think it was his brother. brother. Yeah, yeah, brother. Yeah, I think he was a family member. So, yeah, his brother gave him that support and, you know, someone that he trusted well and had a good rapport with. So being able to have that one mentor is really important. Not not vital, but is really yep. important to um, be able to speak about your game. Absolutely. It absolutely is. And everyone in the game of cricket want to help you as a player. Um, cricket's all about learning from each other, helping one another, um, sharing information. It's important to do that, isn't it, Luke? Yeah, it is. Being able to, you know, share your perspective on the game and how you've uh, interpreted a match or a skill um, can be quite enlightening for others. Absolutely. Indeed, it is. And the mental side of cricket is such a big topic. Big skill to learn in cricket. You've got to master. Mm. You can have all the skills in the world, but if you don't master the mental side, uh, it gets a bit difficult, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's like, as we were before, that's why you had players who were taking rests and in the international scene and taking a break from there, from professional cricket in order to manage the mental side of their game um, and life to make sure that they're at their, be able to perform at their best. So absolutely, you know, being able to have that positive mindset, being resilient, taking time to rest yep. um, mentally and for your soul is really important if you want to be successful in any sport and in your workplace and in your family life. Absolutely. And a lot of these mental skills you can implement into your everyday life. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like resilience is a huge one. If mm -hmm. Without resilience, you're going to struggle to be able to move forward. So yep. um, I think everyone has resilience. It's just their ability to change their mindset and going from a, you know, a negative mindset to a growth mindset. Yeah, being able that's to, very you know, important, isn't it? Um, you know, look, there's always somewhere I can improve. I will get better. It's going to take time. It won't always be like this, is yeah. having a growth mindset. So, and that's our ability to be in our well-being and our ability to be resilient. Absolutely. And an, an example of, of this in the international game, for example, is batsmen when they go through form slumps, or any player, but especially mm. batsmen, it's tough. Like Aaron Finch, he was copping it from the media. He couldn't buy a run in the Big Bash in yep. that New Zealand T20 series. He didn't score well in the first two games. But in the next two games, he scored back-to-back -back 50s. That's what we're talking about. You've got to have that resilience. Block out the outside noise. Who cares what the media says, right? They don't know you. You know yourself as a player. Your teammates know you can do it. And if they support you, you know, you can go out there, have that self-belief. And it's very important to have that self-belief, isn't it? Self-belief is huge. Um, I think, you know, if you don't have any self-belief in what you're able to achieve um, as a cricketer, I think you're not going to be picked in a team to start yep. with. Um, and it'll be found out very, very quickly that you don't believe in what you can produce. And there'll yep. be, you know, hopefully have a good coach that can support you through that and be able to um, tap into your, you know, into improving your self-esteem and, finding what you believe you can do. Um, so I think a lot of the times we're too harsh on ourselves. So having that self-belief right, is crucial. Yeah. And you know, the more positive you are, the more positive outcomes eventually you will receive, I guess. 
Absolutely, and I tend to obviously I'll be I'll be the first to admit that I do put pressure on myself to perform, and when you don't perform, you feel a bit bad. You haven't really done your role for the team. Knowing me, you know, being my role in the team, being a bowler, you don't take a wicket. You feel like, and you're leaking runs. You feel like you're not doing your job, and you feel a bit bad, and you put yourself under pressure. But for young players in particular, don't put pressure on yourself. Um, because you're human, you know? You're not perfect. We're not all perfect in this world, are we, Luke? We're not perfect. No, <laughs> no you can't be. If you're putting that pressure on yourself to be perfect all the time, you're going to be, you will end up being quite unhappy within yourself um, because, you know, we make mistakes. There's going to be failures and that's part of living is to understand that, you know, failure is a huge part of growth. So by trying to be perfect all the time, um, and I'm probably a huge, I'm probably guilty of this in the past. Is that if you're yeah. trying to be perfect all the time, yeah. you're going to see more failure because yeah. what your vision of perfection is isn't necessarily what success is. Yeah. So, yeah, being able to have a holistic view and understand that there's going to be times where your team loses games, there's going to yeah. be times where you don't take wickets, where you don't take runs. Um, and understanding that you know it won't last for the entire season. Yeah, there will be times where it will be better. Yeah, um, it might only be a couple of games a season where you have a brilliant game, but those two games could be really important to your team success. So on the Absolutely. whole, and it is you know cricket's a crappy game at the end of the day, really because yes, yes you, it is. Out, you could have a shocking bowling performance and it's all on you. There's no one else to blame. No. Um, but it's a good character-building sport, I think. So, yeah. Absolutely, it is. It, it builds resilience, life skills, mm-hmm. um, teaches you love, uh, sorry, life lessons as well. Yeah. Teaches you patience. Mm, yes. <laughs> you know, you can be out there. Some for... people lack a bit of patience in the game of cricket. Definitely. I think... Well, reflecting on our grand final win this year, um, there were times where I think you know we only made oh, well, we make 115. Yeah, I think batting first. Yep. Um, and then when we had, I think we had the opposition at about it was five for 74, and they had their, their best batsman and captain was in. They had another batter in who was yeah. bringing good support um, to him, and the game looked you know it was time to you know, yeah. get it out. Yeah. Yeah, gone for lack of any other word. Um, and then and I think this is where patience comes in. One of our young players here, I was at mid-off, he was bowling. Um, he's also opening bat and shown a lot of growth this year. And I think that was just through patience and his own yeah. skill and ability. But this and, and he's quite, man, uh, sorry to butt in, Luke, but he's quite, yeah. he's a very fine player himself, obviously. He is, yeah. He's and, got a lot of natural talent and yeah. skill. Um, and I think it was just tapping into that, the mental side of it. Say, look, you're not going to be, you don't have to be the best batter in our team. No. You're up, you're, you're a great opening batsman. You don't need to be there to score hundreds every week or make a, a 60 or 70 each week. That'd be lovely. Yeah. But if you're making a 20, 30 or 40 and you're there maybe at drinks or you, you know, yeah, you're, you're doing your job, over. basically. You've done your role. You've taken off the shine and um, all of that. But this one little um, moment in the game, that grand final, he bowled and he was the first to identify this. And I was, you know, thinking it, but I didn't say it. 
It was yeah. possibly one of the worst deliveries I've seen in bowl. Yeah. And he got spanked. I think it was like a, a four or six. Yeah. And I said, look, you need to forget about that. It was a crap ball. You move on. Right. You yeah. focus on what your next ball is going to be. What's your next ball going to be? He yeah. said what it was going to be. And bowled their captain out that bowl. And wow. it was, he went from the, you know, hating on himself the ball prior to, you know, celebrating pretty hard and giving a questionable send off. But um, <laughs> it just goes to, it goes through that mental side of it. Like, okay, yeah. yeah, it was a shit ball, but let's move forward. And what are let's we going to bowl? Let's, let's put that last ball. And it's a very important yeah. skill to have Forget about it. refocusing and concentrating on the next ball. It's about focusing Definitely. your mind on the present moment. Forget about the past. That's happened. You can't change that. The future, you can't predict what's going to happen, but you can do and control what you do in the present moment. And that's exactly. what he did. Yeah, he did. And that was turned the game on its head. I think they went from 5 to 74. Um, Captain got to out. 94 out. Just like yeah, that. Yeah, I think we had... Uh, I think we got them down to... I uh, went from 5 to 74 to 8 for about 80-odd, yeah. I think, in the space of two or three overs. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, we had been patient in the lead-up knowing that, you know, there will come an opportunity for it to break open, and that's when it did break open. But then we had to be patient again because yeah. we had the nine for, you know... Job was still not done. Still got to yeah, focus. Nine, exactly, it was nine for 78 or nine for 80. Yeah. And... You know, the player who won them through to the grand final off his own bat was in and was doing a really good job of looking like he was going to win the game for the team. Yep. And then, um, and then eventually we just persisted, persisted. We had our, uh, one, two of our better bowlers on who are wicket takers and yep. just were patient. And there was many times we thought, oh, we maybe we'll change it. But yeah, we thought as a leadership group, nah, let's stick with what we're doing. We just got to be, just got to stick this out. We'll get, we'll get one of them out. And luckily we did. And obviously the old saying in cricket, you get one, you get two, you get three. And before you know it, they're all out. Yeah. In it, the is game. It, it is. And it is just having to be patient. Because it's not going to all happen within 10 overs. No, no. It's, it's not, not going to be like India getting bowled out for 36 like that. That's no. very rare. <laughs> That's very, very, very rare. That was some so, great bowling from Cummins and Hazelwood. You've got to admit that. It was brilliant bowling. They were obviously in a place in their game at that point in time where they knew exactly what they had to do. And, and, and that's the thing that we're going to talk about now is about that self-belief within the team. You mentioned the grand final. The team showed great self-belief. Mm. And, and Luke, I often hate it when international teams and even teams that we play in our local comp here where we're from in Australia and international teams, when they're behind in the game, for example, like in a test match, for example, oh, we're not going to chase these runs down. You know, to me, that's rubbish. You can't think that negative. No. Have that negative mindset. You've got to be positive. You've got to be optimistic. You've got to believe in yourself and the team. The game ain't over till it's over. We can still win this. Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest thing for our success this season was that we probably had big goals at the start. Yeah. Um, in that, you know, we made a grand final last year, but that got called off because of the COVID shutdown. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we had a fair bit that we wanted to play for this year and we had a big goal. And so we're like, you know, every moment's going to count. Yeah. We had moments, I think two games against probably our, the most successful team of the last five years in our comp. Yeah. Um, where it came down, well, one game, game down to the, we won on the last ball. Um, 
and the other game, I think we won in the last two or three overs, eight or nine down as well. Yeah. So it's, yeah, every game, it has to be played to the death. And when you see people like, you know, shoulders slump forward in the international scene and or the shield or the big bash, it's like, well, you know, you guys getting paid good money to be out there. And there's people here who don't get paid playing their community leagues who are, yeah, trying to win every single game so it is disappointing when you yeah. see people you know technically throw a game towards the end because oh, yeah. it's done yeah but we had every right in that grand final to not every feel, right there was every opportunity for yeah. the team to feel oh you know they're only 30 40 runs away and they still got five wickets in the hand their best bats yeah, and, in, and, and that and brings game's me to, over yeah and as a coach obviously in that grand final um, what was the mood in the camp? Um, being bowled out for 115, did you expect that from the team? Was it a bit of nerves not playing in a grand final because of what happened um, last season? Did you expect you could have done better? Was it a mental thing? Were, were there nerves? Obviously, I playing think, in the grand finals, a lot of nerves, obviously, and a lot of yeah, pressure to definitely. perform when it counts. Yeah, and it was a team that had finished third in our comp and um the week prior had won off the last ball against the um another one of our probably our rivals of the past four years so they were unexpected coming into the grand final we were not expecting them to be having yeah, made it sort of the underdogs um, really yeah considering they lost to um uh, the bottom side in the last round as well Mm. Um, we thought, you know, they got through pretty luckily with some rain in the semi-final that, you know, automatically pushed them through. But that's a testament to their mental strength as well. Yeah, it is. So I think like our position in that grand final was, yeah, we would have liked more runs. Yeah. But we know that every time we played this team... um, We've got the the wood over them. We we know how to beat this team. Yeah, whenever we we always bowl them out for less than 100. I think their score in the grand final is their highest score against us all season. Yeah. Um, so I think in the back of our minds, we were confident that we did have enough runs on the board. Yeah. Um, and look, batting first, it's always, you know, there's always pressure on the other team chasing. Yeah, obviously in a final, as we all know in cricket, runs exactly. chasing are always tough. They're yeah. The toughest runs you'll ever get mm-hmm. in a game of cricket. And like they were tracking really well. Like their run rate was bang on track, but they just kept losing wickets and I think as a bowling unit the team were very um, they knew what they had to get done and how they had to execute their role like we I knew I had to try and you know keep the runners to a minimum early on Um, the other bowlers we knew who were going to take wickets and we're going to keep the runs down and you know the young fellow who got their captain out he was he's purely there as a wicket taker because he bowls quick yeah goes for four, four or five and over but he'll probably take one or two with him and they're usually big wickets. So yeah, you know, I think on the whole, everyone executed their role in the in the bowling and fielding sense perfectly. Batting-wise, you know, we could have batted better. Yeah. But as what's happened all season, we knew that our, bowling's, our bowling was going to be good enough or should be good enough if we perform to the best of our ability. Absolutely. To get the job done. So I think the chat that we had in between innings was, you know, we know what we need to do now, what got in our way 
is yeah. now becoming our way. We need to, you know, defend essentially in our mindset was to defend 80, not yeah. 115, um, to be tight in the field, everyone to play their role, you know, a bowler relies on their fielders to keep that run rate down yep. to a sense. Obviously been, backing up in the field and it, being hard in the field, hunting in for the single in the inner yep. circle, um, mm-hmm. not misfielding, uh, taking no. the chances when they come, creating the hard yeah. chances. You need everyone to, to lift and help exactly. out the bowlers in that crunch yeah. moment, isn't it? Under Turning pressure. threes into twos and twos into ones and ones Absolutely. into stop ball. Forcing runouts, which I don't think we... Well, actually, our first week it was a runout. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was probably a lucky runout in the way that it occurred. But obviously, as we all know in the game of cricket, a runout is a cheap wicket. It really it is. It is. It is. And I think how the boys fielded, it was very... The mindset was on, like, we, yeah. you know, created... And obviously, our team is a very good fielding unit, you know. We've got yes, some great fielders were. in our side. Yeah. And I think that put pressure... Even though their run rate was still about three three and a bit and over yeah um the pressure that was coming from our fielding uh from our better fielders or as a unit as a whole was causing there to be run out chances later on yep. in the game and also meant that the ones and twos weren't coming as easily it was boundaries that they were requiring so there was more yep. risky shots being played and that's essentially what got us most of our wickets was because there was more risky shots being played yeah often in that situation in in a match where it really matters the most you've got to execute at the death especially mm. and as you see in t20 cricket in particular you get it slightly wrong you're going to go out of the park for six yeah and you've got Definitely. to really nail your spot at that crunch time mm-hmm. but so the team had that belief which is fantastic and that's an important skill for any young cricketer listening believe always believe self-belief is important and what we've seen in this grand final with the team Luke, was was that in bucket loads really everyone yes had that belief self-belief in themselves and their own ability but also the team as a whole believed right we can beat this team yeah sure we've got 115 not our great batting performance but it doesn't matter because you've got nothing to lose especially if it's a final nothing to lose mm. no definitely um and i think you know we i did speak to everyone before the game and I said, where do you think you guys are at? And someone said, oh, yeah, we're going pretty well. And I said, well, no, we're not. We haven't won this game yet and we can't get ahead of ourselves. And, That's right. You know, there's a job to be done and we have to, you know, take it moment and often, by moment. Sorry to butt in, Luke, but yeah. often, to, often that's sort of a disadvantage if you look too far ahead and think about the end result. You've got to focus on the present moment. You've got to focus Definitely. on the now. Not the past, not the future, but you've got to focus on the now. And that word, I like this word, Cotter. This is my favourite word in cricket, complacency. You can't get complacent. No, you can't. Every ball you have to be on and that's it. You just got to reset every single ball. Absolutely. Whatever your role is in the team, whether you're, you know, first slip, whether you're at fine leg, whether you're at silly point, whether you're bowling, batting, wicket keeping, your next focus is the next ball and what's going to happen on that ball. So, because every ball in cricket is an event itself. Yes. Definitely. You don't know what's going to happen. No. And that's the beauty of cricket. This is such an unpredictable game. And miracles do happen, as we've seen in the international mm. game. Miracles do happen. An example of that was 
um, the great innings that we've seen in run chases. Got a head in league 2019, Ben Stokes. That yeah. was a miracle, wasn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. Not a couple for Australian of, you know, fans, I can tell you that. No, I was, was jumping up and down. Yeah. Forced screaming errors. Screaming my head off. And unforced errors from the fielding side. But, um, yeah, it's one of those innings that go down as one of the greatest in not just Ashes history. But that but is a prime example. Ben Stokes yeah, is, a, is a brilliant cricketer. He's probably the best since Ian Botham in terms of all-rounders for England. Yeah. And certainly in the world. It was. I think that victory was meant to happen for him. I think it was meant to be. It was meant to happen. Yeah, he just it had that sort of script, didn't it? It did. It did because he won the World Cup for England essentially. Yeah, you know that overthrow yeah. that hit the bat. He didn't mean to do that. That went for four. It should have been five, I think, but it was given six, I think, or something yeah. like that. Then it went to a super over, and then England won on boundary countback. I fought I yeah. felt for New Zealand fans. I do support New Zealand. I have a bit of a soft side for them. I was cheering them on that night. Ah, oh, heartache for New Zealand fans. Two back-to-back mm. World Cup finals, and you lose that. And then obviously yeah. he goes in places absolute blinder of an innings with Jack Leach at the other end who put on one. One yeah. run in the partnership for the ninth wicket. For the tenth uh, wicket, it's, sorry. Yeah, it's definitely something where he had a goal in mind of what he wanted mm. to achieve. And that was obviously to save. For England to win that game, he, he said to himself, I've got to be here to the end. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and if I stay in, we've got a chance. And obviously, and, there was obviously chances for him to get out in that entire innings or Leach to get out. Yes, and, and, and Australia happened. Dropped, dropped a catch. They yeah. burnt it. LBW review was leg side. Yeah. Um, the miss run out from Lyon of Leach, Lyon. pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, many things didn't go their way. Um, and obviously, for Australia, it would have been easy just to stump the shoulders back, but they knew in their mind that, hang on, if he, if he gets out or we get one of these out, we win the game. Yeah. But for Tim Payne and then for him as captain, it's not an easy position being captain, isn't it, in that position? You've got a lot no, of things thinking in your mind. Where am I going to put the field? Right, are we going to attack? Do I put them back to save runs? Who do I bring on? You know, there's a lot of things going in the mind of the captain. And it's very important for a mm-hmm. captain to especially when you're looking in a captain is to have all the skills that you need to be a captain. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, there was a lot of pressure at that point where it kept building and there was that, you know, poorly used review. Mm. Um, but, you know, would we have done the same in that situation? Probably because of all that pressure, like you need one wicket to win the game. And of course you're going to use it um, in a situation where it's a 50 50 because you know there's been plenty of times where that has gone the right way yeah and won a game and when there hasn't been so i think you know, being able to be cool and calm under pressure definitely you know will improve a team success and also that self-belief and being patient yes. comes back to you know, self-belief and patience that you know what and that's really what ben stokes had he said i've got all the time in the world here yeah no, i don't <laughs> And he was we're playing some outrageous to shots game. too, some T20 yeah. shots as well. Yeah, so he was just taking it to them, essentially, and he had well, nothing he, really Essentially, to lose. in that situation, he had nothing to lose. If England lost, exactly. so be it. But he it's was... not his fault, no. No, it wasn't his fault because they were going for the win. Brilliant test yeah. cricket. Uh, what a test match it was. Mm. 
for English supporters, not so much for Australian supporters. But I want to touch on what happened in that Ashes series at Old Trafford. Obviously, everybody would have watched the test documentary on Amazon and would have seen yeah. that part in the documentary with Justin Langer and the team. That's very important, Cotter, to when you, when you win and when you lose, it's very important to review the performance the following day or the coming days. It's very important to get over that initial uh, shock of losing that game like that, for example. Yeah, it is. I think when you have um, a loss that's probably unexpected or even, you know, it was a hard-fought game and it was a loss, yeah. it's important to identify, you know, this is what we could have done better, but also to be like, well, we can't dwell on this anymore. We've got to just move on and work on those areas that we need to be better at. There's no point thinking back onto that game and mm. putting ourselves back into that feeling after the game. You've got to just move to the next one. Otherwise, you sit, dwell, and you ponder too long and it affects your ability to perform. Yes, and, and Justin Langer did that extremely well. He said, we're watching the last bit of this match. Either you like it or not, everyone's yeah. got to watch it. Mm -hmm. You know, learn from it. It will hurt. It painful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I sort of like that mentality from Langer because he's, you know, just well, he's being a honest. hard cricketer, isn't he? Yeah, it's just honesty mm. and not moving away from the facts. It's identifying what the facts were and, you know, what we could have done better and putting people in an uncomfortable position to be able to grow. Absolutely. And Nathan Lyon was uncomfortable as well because he, oh, yeah. <laughs> he essentially fumbled that run out that could have won Australia mm -hmm. the game. And he will be, I don't think Nathan Lyon should be remembered for that one moment. He's a great bowler. No. We should remember him for his great accolades. No, but probably on that one there, it's probably yeah. something to speak about where he was probably already speak, thinking about what was going to occur after that run out rather than yeah. getting the run out completed. So that's probably, you know, something to take from that moment is probably what he did was to focus on the job at hand and not what's going to come after. Focus him. on completing the run out first yeah. and then celebrate the win. Really I think really he was thinking about the win before the run out. Yeah. Exactly. And it was absolute carnage, I can tell you. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously the team bounced back and obviously won the Ashes at Old Trafford, became the first Australian team to, to do it since Steve Ward did in 01. Mm -hmm. And it was a proud moment for any Australian fan watching that because many Australian teams have gone to England, got their backsides kicked, lost, then come to Australia, play an Ashes series win but never won one in England until this series. It just shows great self-belief and the motivation that this Australian team had to win that Ashes series. Sure, they didn't win the, the series outright. A drawn series is considered to be a victory because obviously the urn's back with Australia. But it was an example, Luke, of the team performing to their abilities, wasn't it? Everyone yeah, doing it their role, as you said and everyone yeah. having their clear plans in their mind. It was, definitely. So being able to execute a role and to play your job for the team is, there's nothing more you can really do than that. And you do have those blinder games that the Stokes had. Um, and even in Amazing Adelaide, you think back to Shane Warne and how he played. At the end of the day, all he was doing was playing his role at the time they threw in the ball you're a wicket taker you get thing you make things happen and things happened absolutely so i think and then if you play your role you're gonna sometimes have those amazing games where your role 
becomes, you know, stuff of history that people mm. remember. So there's nothing more you can really do in that sense. Absolutely, indeed. Um, just finishing off on this uh, important subject of this side of the, the game, the mental side of cricket, any advice would you give to any players on the mental side, Cotter? Any advice would you give? What's some of your top tips for players to look oh, out for? Yeah, it's easier said than done, of course. It's, you know, believing yourself, which we did touch on, I think. And don't overthink your role. I think a lot of people can get caught into, you know, thinking too much about what they can do uh, or what they should do rather than what they can do. Um, yep. So I think that's it. Just my whole message the entire season to our players was, you know, your role is not to go out there and hit bolt sixes and make bolt runs. It's, you know, your role, see if we lose quick wickets, is just to tie up and end for a while and, you know, back time and get our innings back on track or to, you know, your role here is to actually, let, you know, a certain player you'd send out to go get quick runs if you needed it to. So Absolutely. I think it's just play your role and believe in your role. And always work on your role. I think that's yep. probably the biggest thing from the mental side is to just understand what your role is. Um, and if you have to speak to a coach or your captain about that to get their understanding or for them to understand what you think yours is and to have that yep. conversation, do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And my top tip to any young cricketer is work hard at it. Um, you can improve the mental side of your game. Um, it's a skill that everyone needs to master in the game, but work on it, get better, look to get better at it. You know, it's not an easy fix. It's not like you're going to flick a switch and it's going to work. Um, it takes a bit of trial and error. So try things that work for you, different methods. Everyone doesn't have the same methods in terms of the mental side. So look at different methods that work for you, which is the yeah, important fine. tip here. Yeah, just be comfortable in what works for you. Um, in order for you to be the best version of you on the field. Hi, everyone. Hope you enjoyed part two of our cricket discussion on the mental side of cricket. It's a topic we don't often talk about within the game of cricket, an important skill that everyone needs to master in the game of cricket. If you master the mental side of your game and look to improve it and work on it, your performance will improve. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell to get the latest episodes of the podcast and like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. Stay tuned for part three of our cricket discussion. Until then, keep safe and bye for now.